wait and see. You know, when you can't predict the future, that can be a good strategy. But wait and see isn't always a good strategy when it comes to your retirement. In these uncertain times, the decisions you make today regarding your savings and investments can have a huge impact on your retirement. Philip Statler and the team at Statler Financial have seen the market at its highs, its lows, and everywhere in between. They know how emotional it can be for you right now. So here's what they're doing. They're clearing their schedule to talk with you on the phone or on a video call to listen to what concerns you have and then offer help. The number to call is 863-285-3815. They are local and independent advisors who can help guide you through this. Call Philip Statler and the Statler Financial Team now. 863-285-3815 and schedule your time for a phone or a video meeting with the team. Call 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Investment advisory services offered through Statler Financial Services, Inc. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. A-U-V. Somebody didn't turn their spell checker on. I, I... 18 before 9, 8.42 here. Time check in on your money and find out what's going on on Wall Street. Downtown Sebring was where you find the offices of Statler Financial Services, and we found Philip Statler to talk to this morning. Philip, good morning. How you doing? Hey, good morning, Dave. Doing, doing good today. Uh, no fog, so got in relatively quickly this morning, so that was always a good thing. Um, yeah, but yesterday was not such a good thing yesterday, Dave. It was El Stinko yesterday. 308 points down on the Dow, 30 down on the Standard & Poor's. 150 down on the NASDAQ, and uh, you're saying it's kind of a combination between a real disconnect on the economic messages that Jerome Powell and Janet Yellen were giving Congress, but also we had a really crummy housing report out midday yesterday after you and I got off the air. We did. We did. So, you know, yeah, to add to what Yellen and them were talking about yesterday, we had new home sales come out mid-morning yesterday. And it was a, a, a big miss. I mean, they expected 870,000 new home sales, and it came in as like 775,000, so almost 100,000 missed there. But even more than that, Dave, it's down almost uh, 200,000 from what it was in January. And that is, you know, crap hole of the first order. Yeah, I saw a big knee downward on the uh, – on the uh, markets right about 2 p.m., a little before 2, we just started hitting downward, and uh, things weren't looking bad until then, but all of a sudden it was just like falling like a rock thereafter, kind of a digestion between a real disappointing housing report, plus uh, Powell and Yellen basically said, yeah, we expect the uh, economy to grow really big this year. Everything's going to be perfectly fine, but we still need a whole pile of stimulus because the job isn't done yet. It was kind of... I, if if I were an economist listening to that, and I, I guess I am, I was kind of saying there's a disconnect in there somewhere. How about you? Yeah, I think so, too, you know, from what we're seeing and what we're hearing. Um, and, and the other part of that is I think yesterday as, as well as with the housing starts deal um, or new home sales, we also had um, our mortgage rates are the highest they've been, Dave, since uh, last summer. So that's is, also putting pressure. Which is going to put a, a hurt on a whole bunch of new housing starts in future months if the mortgage rates continue growing. That, that's right. It will, which means the prices will start to fall. Sales will start to slack off even more. Um, so it's, uh, you know, it, it's a balancing act between the two to, to keep home sales and real estate moving in the right direction. 
And something we observed a couple of days ago, I don't remember which day, that there's kind of a, you know, there's a winner and a loser to every change. If mortgage rates go up by a tinge, that's going to limit the growth rate for property values and make housing slightly more affordable or at the very least prevent it from getting more unaffordable. So there's winners and losers to every economic change. We don't know for sure how this is going to affect it. But on the short-term basis, a bump up in mortgage doesn't help the new the existing home sales numbers one tiny little bit. No, it doesn't help any of the home sales numbers. Let's face it, as, as interest rates go up, means the mortgage, uh, the, the monthly payment is going to go up. So, um, but, but, you know, that's, uh, that's the ebb and flow of the markets. Yep, exactly. As I said, there's winners and losers to every economic change. And for every bad bit of news, there's a, somebody that's going, oh, goody. So, uh, you know, we, we report it and tell you what it's likely to do to the economy of the markets and kind of let it sit there and fester on that level. Uh, speaking of news on the economy, uh, we had the federal data dump this morning. It was durable goods sales. And you and I were both scratching our heads over this because you talk about a major disappointment. Durable goods sales, the stuff that lasts that businesses order. It was expected to grow by eight-tenths of a percent in February, and wow, down by 1.1%, not only in the wrong direction, but big time in the wrong direction to compared to what they expected. That is, Dave. I mean, that's a big swing from a positive 0.8 to a negative 1.1. Um, and I thought that when that happened at 8.30, I would start to see my futures um, drop, but you know what? They didn't. They they held their own. They actually bounced back up a little bit. And now they've come back to where they were earlier this morning. So it's uh, yeah, it makes you see, that did have me scratching my head, Dave. Yeah, sometimes you do not understand what the market is responding to and expecting, but maybe they're worried about overheating. Uh, the one thing that I've got that's good news out that I got in one of my emails this morning, and this is fascinating, and it's going to give us some good news next month, I assume. Stimulus checks started coming out last week. Mine isn't in my account yet, so I'm getting honked. But uh, the folks at J.P. Morgan Chase have been tracking week by week consumer spending. And they've got a graph here that shows where we were at. In January of last year, before the pandemic wreaked havoc on us, and it showed the spending for consumers, the big dip in March of last year, and then the uptick after the, uh, con after the uh, stimulus checks started hitting checkbooks, and we're like 10% above the consumer spending rate that we were in January last year, just last week. Gives you an idea as how, how much consumer activity the stimulus checks are providing. That's right. I mean, people are uh, are taking that money and spending it, which is exactly what the government wanted, right? That's exactly what mm -hmm. you know Washington wanted was people to take that money and spend it, uh, and and help our economy grow. So uh, from that standpoint, it's doing what it's supposed to do. Uh, my fear is the other side of that coin when we have to start paying it back. You know, you have to pay the piper eventually. Yeah, you and I have both been talking about its effect upon interest rates and upon the federal debt as time goes forward. But at the very least. Something we were saying during the uh, beginnings of the recession and uh, the, even back during the Bush administration, we were saying, hey, people, your economy needs to go out and burn the plastic. Evidently, a lot of people are. Exactly. They're spending that money, which, which is good. You know, and, mm -hmm. and we're, we're really kind of winding down earnings season too, Dave. But I do have a stock that you and I have been talking about a lot the last two months. It's, yeah, it's the highlight of the week, really, isn't it? It is. It is. GameStop. GameStop wow. actually reported their earnings. Uh, they earned a dollar thirty-four a share. 
which was a penny less than what was expected. Uh, revenue was below the, the forecast uh, for the, the video game retailer. Um, you know, if you remember the Reddit fuel trade frenzy, which drove that stock up to over $400 a share um, from $2.57, I think. Uh, so they are getting hit this morning, uh, down 14%, but still trading way, way outside of where they should be. I mean, they have a, um, a negative earnings per share of over $4, negative. Uh, price to earnings is a negative 43, and the forward price to earnings is like a minus 1873 i mean there's just no reason for this stock price to be where it is dave <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> what, what? i i mean i realize i shouldn't be laughing at a company losing money but the, the whole reddit story has been a point of amusement to me and right now somebody's paying the piper <laughs> that's right they, they really are I mean, there's a lot of folks innocent people that have lost money because of this deal and and i i feel bad for them but but it is truly a crapshoot, and that's what we've seen there. Um, but we do have some other staple companies, unlike GameStop. Uh, uh, General Mills reported, the, the food producer, they missed by two cents a share, uh, came in at 82 cents. Revenue, though, did exceed what was expected from Wall Street, and they did give some guidance in terms of expected the, the demand for food at home to remain elevated, basically better than what it was pre-pandemic time period. But uh, again, they're trading down for missing, down uh, almost uh, three and three quarters percent this morning before hmm. we get going. The, Anything uh, in allied healthcare going down right now kind of surprises me. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it's food. You would think it would be uh, uh, going in the right direction, but uh, a little bit of a miss they didn't hmm. like. The uh, I got two more for you, I think. Here, I got Winnebago. Um, obviously, they have been a big winner during this pandemic time, Dave. Um, a lot of people doing RVing and that kind of stuff just to get out of the house. Um, they are uh, they earned two dollars and 12 cents a share compared to like the dollar 42 that was expected to make. Uh, revenue was way above forecast. Um, they saw nearly a six percentage point. Uh, expansion in their gross margin. Good things for Winnebago. Um, they're trading up 3.3%. Still not close to their 52-week high yet, but uh, but at least they're moving in the right direction. Glad to hear. Got another one for us? I do. I've got uh, Adobe, which is, again, another software company that uh, is is a common household name. You, you almost have to have it for PDFs and that type of stuff. Uh, they... Uh, they beat estimates by 35 cents a share, came in at like $3.14, revenue above estimates as well. Uh, and then they came out and gave a strong current quarter and a full year earnings report in terms of their guidance. Um, their creative cloud suite has, has been gaining some uh, momentum. They're up about oh, a little over uh, three quarters of a percent this morning. They're a high price stock trading at $464 a share today. Good Lord. All that from payloading malware on their downloads. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell I'm not a fan? Uh, resetting the table this morning. Everything was off on Wall Street yesterday. 45 minutes before real money gets thrown around. You and I have kind of reacted to it with some surprise. What do the numbers look like on the futures? We are getting some green ink this morning, Dave. We've got the, the Dow up about uh, a third of a percent. That's $111. 
the uh, the S&P 500 is up almost four tenths of a percent, a little over fourteen dollars. Nasdaq's up uh, about two thirds of a percent, a little over eighty six dollars uh, on that index. And then we got the Russell 2000 up over one percent. Um, so things looking good on that front. Commodities front is all green too, Dave. We got the silver up four tenths, uh, gold's up almost four tenths. Crude oil is going the wrong way, but after a bloodbath yesterday, Dave, it was down over 4% yesterday, bouncing back this morning up 2.6% uh, from yesterday's close. Still under 60, though, at $59.27 a barrel. It takes some stability at that level right now, given where we've been. Uh, world markets, basically, everybody looked at us yesterday and went, what the heck? Asian rim markets were down by between 1.5% and 2%, almost from one end to the other. European markets are a little bit more conservative this morning, off by a quarter to a half a percent, but everybody's in red ink this morning. Philip, this is... Uh, we can't figure out why things are going in one direction or another. Certainly for a retirement fund, that's an upsetting experience. It takes control of risk. How do I find you to make sure my risk is under control for my retirement? Dave, give us a call at 863-382-0037. Check out our website, statlerfinancial.com, and then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday. 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 7.30. Bet this is the first time you're glad we're not carrying the Seminoles because we're out of sports season now, and it's going to be there every noon on Saturday. That's right. That's right. Gator basketball's done, so we're there. Yep, and we'll, we'll all say go, Knowles, because we're all with the team that's still in the tournament. Hopefully so. We're excited about Sunday, that's for sure. I got you. Thank you very much, sir. We'll see you tomorrow morning, all right? All right, man. You too. Appreciate you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Weddings, sports, vacations. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us. I hope that your week is going well. I hope you'll join us again tomorrow as we bring you more information about what's happening in the marketplace. Take care and join me again tomorrow. Thank you. Bye.